1: Everybody. Welcome to Snap, the Saturday Night Adult Party Where we talk about sex, sexuality, and relationships from a blind perspective I am your host, Victor Gouveia Along with my co-host, Pepsi Mama How are you, Mama? Hello, I'm still drinking Pepsi There we oh, go I'm That's doing good Mm-hmm. That's it Remember, folks, if you like what you're going to hear, hit that like button. Uh, Well, at some point during the program. Uh, Of course, you can catch us live on YouTube or on our Facebook page, which you can follow or subscribe to. Uh, Or you can catch us on Twitter where those are the three places we go live. But if you can't catch us live, listen to our podcast, which is available on most podcast catchers. It doesn't matter which you want to try, whether it be Alexa or the Victor line of players or even uh, Apple or Google podcasts. We're on those too. If you want to contact us, if you have a question about your relationship or a sexual question or anything of that nature, even if you want to criticize us, mm-hmm. tell us that we don't know what we're talking about or whatever, send us an email, Saturday Night Adult Party at gmail.com. Again, that's Saturday Night Adult Party at gmail.com.
2: Hey they might want to write us and tell us we're the best thing they've heard in ages.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you could do that too. I yeah, have I'm... gotten some good feedback on the show, so I can't really say it's our show so far is a bad thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have gotten a little a touch more creative in mm-hmm. terms of professionalism uh, since last the previous seasons on the show. So there's that and i'm i'm kind of hoping that we can come up with good stuff to talk about every week um remember none of what pepsi mama and i say should be taking it should be taken as medical advice as always or before no. trying <laughs> or before trying anything consult with your family doctor or a professional medical professional at the very least. So you don't get hurt. Especially if you're going to do shit like. Um, well what's. What's that. What's that stuff. Auto erotic asphyxiation. Where you're choking somebody. Or somebody is choking themselves. While they're masturbating. Or getting fucked. Whatever. If you're choking me. You better hope you kill me. Well, we wouldn't, we don't want that. The point is that you're (laughs) supposed to choke someone just to the point of death when they come. (laughs) Well, speaking of (laughs) shit and come, I should note anyone listening to this program should be over the age of 18. Mm -hmm. This program uses unabashed, unadulterated, uncensored. English, and we don't use any technical terms. We use plain old slang, which is interesting considering one of the things we're going to talk about later on in the show is about slang uh, with kids, but I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Remember that uh, Snap is sponsored by Eden Fantasies for all your sexual needs and or fetishes. Go check out EdenFantasies.com. That's E-D-E-N-F-A-N-T-A-S-Y-S.com. And check out their assortment of sex toys, fetish gear, and lingerie and and uh, what do they call that stuff, edible undies, you name it, they've got it. They've even got sections with uh, sexual advice. So go check out their website and uh, maybe pick up some things. They've got uh, sex toys as low as $10, actually less, as low as $5 and as high as $200. But that's for a major sex machine. So, you know, get something in between there. I, can, uh, they, I can't you can,
2: imagine the sex toy
1: $200. Well, yeah, what I mean? mean, there's some stuff there that's really high priced. But it's, I mean, the descriptions are great because they're geared towards the blind. They're extremely uh, descriptive so you're not leaving there not knowing what you're buying especially if you're blind and i have to say that their customer support is extremely good uh right now you can check out the our description box for the discount codes listed down there and if you order order now for orders $29 or more, you get a free gift. But you have to hit the link in the description box. If you don't hit that link, you won't find this free gift anywhere on the site. So check out the link in the description box for your <clears throat> gift.
2: Oh, if you want me to continue to be your co-host, you're going to have to buy me one of those $200 sex toys.
1: Okay, we'll put that on the Christmas list. Let's hope oh, Santa Santa is... Well, let's hope Santa I, I, comes I'll, early.
2: Have, I'll have a talk with Santa.
1: I have a feeling <laughs> you'll do a lot more than talk with Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
2: if I can get Santa to give me what I want, you guarantee I will. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly right. What do you need a sex What do you need a sex machine if you're getting Santa to do it all?
2: <laughs> well, Santa ain't doing it right now.
1: <laughs> well, if you're going to talk to him, he will be. <laughs> then you won't need that two hundred dollars sex machine, will you?
2: <laughs> okay, Santa. Oh, you're Victor. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Speaking of which, I did notice that one of those sex machines is for couples because it not only comes with two holes, uh, one shaped like a pussy and one shaped like an ass, but it also comes with a dildo. So while you're fucking the machine, your partner can be fucking the dildo. Or you can both fuck the machine. I mean, that could be why it's so expensive, but it's it is it is usable in various ways.
2: You sound like you got one. <laughs>
1: Well, no, I just read the description. And like I said, the descriptions are extremely detailed. Yes, I know. So they actually tell you how big, how long the dildo is, um, how many holes there are, what sort of... There are... Okay, now there are sound files on the site that are supposed to show you what the machine's... Or, or the various vibrators sound like I have never gotten that sound clip to work I have contacted them about that And they claim to be looking at the issue And, you know, I have no reason not to believe them Seeing as how their customer support is so good But, um I've never been able to get one of those uh, Sound files to play for me But, um uh, who knows? Maybe you can get someone cited who can click on that and see if they can get the sound file to work. Yeah, because I've
2: never—I've never gotten one of them to work either.
1: Yeah, if you if your if your cited partner does get it to work, um, let us know. Send us an email Saturday night adult party at gmail dot com. So this week we have an interesting subject and we have a closing subject, which we're going to be splicing up into parts. The first subject we have that we're going to talk about are things your partner. Now, unfortunately, this is made for women who are dating men. However, it can be used as a vice versa thing. In other words, it could be a man dating a woman, a woman dating a man, a woman dating a woman, or a man dating a man. Or trans, or whatever the case is. Suffice it to say, substitute the word man or woman for partner. And these are things your partner should not ask you to do ever. Now, we've all been there. Uh, Our partner asks us to do uh, something that we're not comfortable with. And sometimes you agree to those things, but then your partner starts To abuse the privilege And he starts making demands on you That you're not ready to give Well these are the top 10 things That your partner should not ask you to do Not ever But under certain circumstances And we'll outline that uh, In a few minutes Later on, when we're done with the top 10, we're going to be talking about how do you talk to your kids about sex? And while they say that you're supposed to sit down, I mean a lot of a lot of uh, subject matter does tell you to sit down with your kids. Have that talk when they are ready. And then you just, that's it. But actually, you're not supposed to do that. I, if you want I, to, sorry.
2: Yeah, I, I think that uh it should be done at a certain point before they get ready. Because you, you wait until they get ready. they might They might be getting the wrong information
1: from somewhere else. That's right. Well, not only that, people, you got to remember. By the time you sit them down, maybe in their teens or something like that, they've already heard all kinds of shit yeah. from cartoons, from uh, fairy tales, from all kinds of stories, from schoolyards. You name it.
2: Try to do it at least by at least by
1: eleven. Well, actually, you're supposed to do that earlier than that
2: Well, that's why I said that by at least you could do it Yeah,
1: well, I mean You should start talking to your kids when they're toddlers and into the early school age My
2: mother started talking to me when I was seven
1: Is that when you came on your period for the first time?
2: Lord, no I, I had my period at 11.
1: So wh- why did your mom talk to you about that?
2: At seven. Uh, because uh, me and my sister, we were playing some games in the bedroom and we were... Uh, somehow we got the information that... It, we got the idea that if you squ- squeeze somebody real hard till they started uh breathing real fast and you kept squeezing them till they they couldn't breathe no more and they would pass out and then they would wake up retarded
1: <laughs> squeeze someone
2: yeah would put your arms around them and squeeze them real tight
1: and oh okay
2: so uh she didn't like that so she started telling me and my sister both about a little bit about how babies got here and how you couldn't have a baby by doing any of those silly things like that.
1: Well, interestingly enough, there was something that we did when I was 14 in grade eight. And basically what would happen is, um, you would stand a person up take hold of their arms on either side of them and push into their chest and the more you push in or not not push into the point of crushing their chest but like you're performing CPR yeah and eventually, that person would faint.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what we were or trying to do. make them make them pass out.
1: <laughs> right. What we didn't know, however, was that we were performing CPR on a live person, which can cause a person to pass out because their hearts start to beat uh, unrhythmically. And we were just fucking around. Yeah. yeah. You know, we didn't do it on purpose, but. And for some reason,
2: for some reason, kids have this fascination
1: with feigning or passing out. I mean. Well, no, they have this fascination with finding out if what adults are telling them is true. Well,
2: that's true, but they still get, we still got hung up on passing out. And uh, Do you remember the little, uh, uh, things used to call freeze pops or frosty pops.
1: Oh yeah. Uh
2: (laughs) Well, my cousin and I, we used to play like, Oh,
1: for those in Canada, they're called Mr. Freezies.
2: Oh, they're here in the, here in the good old U S of a, they're called, it depends on whoever puts them out. Some companies call them cool pops, freeze pops, frosty pops. Mm -hmm. But, um, assuming they still make them. Last time I made this, saw any, they were littler than what they used to be. But uh, we would pretend like we would go and go to the store and buy a pack of these things. But, uh, and we love to cheat and drink the juice out of them before they froze. But when we would play like we were getting them at the store, we wouldn't let our kids have them because they would supposedly make our kids pass out. (laughs) Really? Yeah, that was the, so. Well, that's
1: really interesting.
2: We had fun playing that.
1: Anyway, (laughs) we'll get into the whole talking about your, child exploitations in a second. And we a part one is going to focus on toddlers and the early years. And there's reasons why we start there, because there are some things that you want to start teaching them. Because remember, for kids, the first five years of their life is what's going to set them on a path forward.
2: Yes, and so You, uh,
1: you want to get as much information Into them within those five years As you can But
2: you And and kids like to explore Themselves too mm-hmm. during, during that age And you know, and back when I was little If you got caught with your hands In your panties or anything like that You, you got in trouble
1: Yeah, a lot so, of people you know, Are ashamed like that you, And And don't worry, you won't be talking to your kids about sex when they're toddlers and early school age, but there are some things you can start teaching them about the sex talk at that age, such as consent. Did you s- decide to go here instead of go to the...
2: Uh- Bad boyfriend thing? No, no, we're
1: going to get into the bad boyfriend. But okay. I'm just talking about what we're going to talk about later. You okay?
2: Yeah, I just got tickled.
1: What the heck was that?
2: Uh, it was a laugh.
1: I'm sorry, did you say a laugh? Yeah. Uh, You're disappeared. I disappeared. Oh, there you are. Okay. Oh.
2: <laughs> Was that a laugh? Uh yeah,
1: a few minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into that uh after our top 10, but uh okay. in the meantime, let's talk about the top 10 things your partner should never ask you to do. At number one, ask you to do laundry. Now, taking on this chore as part of a splitting household chores thing is one thing. But when he starts asking you to do the laundry because that's woman's work, that's a whole other thing.
2: Been there, done that before. But then, you know, I always if I did my laundry, I always did theirs. But
1: that's right.
2: I've had them. When are you going to do laundry?
1: That's right. And it doesn't just extend to laundry. This could mean other housework, like oh yeah, doing the dishes, cleaning the floors dusting when you gonna whatever. Cook, when
2: you going to cook my eggs
1: that not, too yeah
2: not will you cook my eggs but mm-hmm. when, when are you going to be see I'm the type person and I guess maybe I'm a little bit crazy but I love doing things for my man and uh, especially like with my second husband I thought I was doing stuff for him because I wanted to, but then it didn't take me long to figure out that he didn't know how to do anything for himself. Um, I would go off and uh, I'd tell him where everything was in the refrigerator if he wanted a sandwich or whatever while I was gone. And when I would get back, he would say, I just waited for you. Oh. And I said, "Well, one of these days you're gonna find out." That's because this would be like on, you know, when I'd go grocery shopping, and that took a long time,
1: because really?
2: because friend of mine, the friend that was going with me, grocery shopping, she was uh, a high partial at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and you know she had to pick up things, and look at it, put it back down. And it would take us about all day to go grocery shopping, but boy, did we have fun.
1: (laughs) Okay, but that, uh, you know what? Something like that does not set a good example because, let's face it, women love to shop.
2: What do you mean it doesn't set a good example?
1: Because women love to shop, men not so much.
2: Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know what you're getting at, because never ask him to do the shopping. Lord, I wouldn't have wanted him to do the shopping. I'm just saying... Wait,
1: you enjoy shopping? Yes. Really? A lot or a little?
2: Uh, I, like, I like to shop a lot. I just don't have the money to
1: do it. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying... Because I'm saying, uh, for example, with me, even when I could see... And I would go shopping for Annabelle. I would go in, get the things we needed, and come out. Not with Annabelle. She's gotta go up and down each and each aisle getting what she needs and what she and, and, and what, what she, she might need. need. No, no, even what she does need and what she might need in the future. And and you know, I mean, if anyone is an she's, impulse buyer, it's Annabelle. Unfortunately, because she'll say, "Oh, we need we need this, or we need that, or she,
2: she sounds oh like, yeah." Sounds, I forgot
1: we need this. She,
2: she's. I think she's kin to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I can't well, like I said, that much anymore. I'm sorry? I can't do that much anymore. I have to get what I absolutely have to have, and and that's it. It's,
1: because of, it's hard for you to walk, yes?
2: Well, because it's hard on my pocketbook.
1: Well, that too, yes, of course, of course. Having said that, most blind go, people are if, like that. If
2: I go to the, uh, uh, well, I used to not be, you know, when I when I had husbands and they worked or uh, you know, I had had a little bit of extra money, and so, but uh, when I go, if I go grocery shopping now, you know, I go in my wheelchair, but uh, I usually have people, I usually have Shaz doing it for me, but if I go shopping with them for whatever reason, I need to pick, pick up you stuff that I go with the chair.
1: You should tell people what Shaz is. Isn't that seniors' mm. home assistance? Senior,
2: no, senior citizen home assistance service. <clears throat> senior citizens' home assistance service. <coughs> Excuse me.
1: Okay, so I was close. You... I just left out the citizens.
2: <clears throat> well,
1: but if you want to be, if you want to be biased, I guess you can put. Senior citizens. Home assistant service. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. There are things that you guys may have come to an agreement on. Uh, when your partner agrees to do the laundry and some other work while you do other stuff. That's one thing. But if he's sitting there listening to his book or watching TV or playing video games. And then you're doing it all. (laughs) And you're doing it all. Well, I mean, that's a little bit too much. A good compromise is to get your partner to sort and start the laundry and you can fold and put it away, or vice versa. You can start the laundry and sort it, and then he can fold and put it away.
2: There's only one of my husbands I would have trusted to do that one. Well, no, that but, I forgot about Willie, but yeah, Willie I would have trusted. And uh, my very first one, because uh, he was good at folding and stuff like that, but... The, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I, I'm not so good at folding. I used I used to be okay at folding when I could see, but since I lost my sight, I can't fold worth a shit. <laughs> so having said that, there are some things that I do that I can take off of Annabelle's work. And I prefer that than trying to figure out how to fold cuz i can I, i've i can never figure out which socks go with which socks cuz she doesn't do that she just throws the socks into the laundry and well, i have to figure them out
2: there's no way you can do that unless there unless you pin them together or something like right, that right
1: exactly that's the whole point of a person a blind person doing the laundry apparently they're supposed to do it like that but i guess they don't take sight of people into account that live with that blind person
2: <laughs> or you can also there's also these little sock ring things that uh, you can take and put your socks through that holds them together and
1: yeah 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 I've heard of that I've really heard
2: that. really that's better than pins because if you pin the toes together uh then they don't exactly get they don't get as clean as they should they get clean but not not as clean as they should. So usually I don't plan I don't I don't pin mine at the toes, I pin them like in the middle.
1: Mhm. And if you've got a smartphone, you can actually use a color identifier app to see what the colors are on your clothes to see if this should be in the light or dark section and stuff like that.
2: I've never found one that I liked. Which one do you like?
1: Well, in, um, uh, Envision AI is doing a great job. And Seeing AI has the color channel, too.
2: Oh, does it work?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Now, the, the
2: Envision AI I don't have because it's it costs money.
1: No, not anymore. It's free. It doesn't? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, they've uh, made it a free app. Um, I'm actually trying to get our toy master on that, uh, on that app because I know she can use it, especially now that she just bought the Hable keyboard for her phone.
2: What's the Hable keyboard?
1: Oh, it's a Braille keyboard. That's about the size of her phone.
2: Where'd she get such a keyboard? She bought it. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, where would you get?
1: Oh, I could send you the link after the show. No worries, Mm -hmm. because I sent it to her, and I knew she could get it. Because
2: I'm learning, I'm learning to use my Zoom Max that way.
1: Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. Um. So, in case you're saying that. No, I don't have to do all of that. Think about this. The faster, the more work you help your partner do, the faster you two can get into the bedroom. And that equals more sex. So take that into account.
2: Yeah. It goes back to my second husband again.
1: You you disappeared again.
2: Oh, and my back. Uh yeah. Okay, I had my other hand up close to the microphone. Sorry about that. Uh, going sorry? back, sorry. I said I had my other hand too close to the microphone. I oh, I see. Up. Okay. But uh, my second husband, he would like. Now, he worked on Friday and Saturday night, sometimes Sunday, depending on the job he was doing. He was a musician. And uh, a lot of days, if I wanted him to do something, um, I'm tired. I work hard. On the weekends And I said yeah but this is like Tuesday or Wednesday And I work every day I said I don't get any breaks so Yeah, come on You know
1: Yeah no I get you I get you I mean Annabelle works a lot And I try to take as much off of her As I can Unfortunately I haven't learned To cook yet but, well,
2: gee, won't you come down here and take off some of my work? No. <laughs> I'll let you. I, I got a cat to feed, washing to do, the dishes to do. Wow. Well,
1: <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you know, we started talking about gifts yep. earlier, and that's where number two comes in. Your partner constantly asking you to buy gifts or cards for other people. Now, it's fine if your partner asks you once in a while to buy a gift or a card for a friend or parent or sibling, but when he asks you to do it all the time and he expects you to stop off at Hallmark every time, that's getting ridiculous. The fact is You're not going to know Everybody's dress sizes Or pant sizes Or well, whatever I get, the case. I
2: get closer to them than my man does What do you mean? <laughs> I knew what sizes Are pretty close to what sizes The people in my families wore And uh, Or I knew how I could Find out Uh, Well, but now, I mean, I, I didn't mind getting the cards, but it's like you said, it's when they start expecting it, just like, well, she'll get it for me, you know, be telling somebody on the phone, well, she'll get it for me or she'll do it, you know, then, then that's when it pissed me off.
1: Right, right. Uh, Moving on to number three. Your partner asks you to plan things without them. This may be a vacation, an outing, or whatever. The fact is, when you ask them if they prefer this or that, they should answer you. Yeah. Because if you keep planning stuff that they don't like, You get resentment after a while
2: Yeah you do And you know and they if they don't want to And you know They'll they'll say well you know just do whatever And then when you do whatever Then they get pissed That you've done Mm -hmm. whatever And exactly So
1: then you're And then they start blaming you for everything that goes wrong At that point Because you chose everything Blah blah blah
2: Maybe this is why I'm not married.
1: <laughs> did you plan everything?
2: Uh, yeah, seemed like I did in most <laughs> Yeah,
1: okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, making all of this food. We started talking about this earlier, but mm-hmm. it's one thing if he asks you to make a sandwich once in a while, but when he asks you to do it all the time, that's getting a little bit ridiculous. Like the fact,
2: you going, well, you're just sitting there.
1: Exactly. The fact is you had time to tell me about the sandwich you want. You don't have time to get the fuck off the couch and go make it yourself. I mean, come on. I mean, that's just only being decent. But you'd be surprised because a lot of men don't cook.
2: No, they don't.
1: I mean, I do have a friend whose husband actually taught her how to cook. And he was the chef of the family, but he did teach her how to cook. And she was grateful for that. He may have been an asshole of a husband, but he was still good enough to teach her how to cook. And they were both blind too, so. Now, when they start asking you to wake them up in the morning you kind of have to wonder whether they're responsible enough to do it themselves. They should not ask you to keep waking them up in the morning.
2: Set your alarm, boy.
1: That's right. Set your alarm. Because you have to get ready yourself or you have things to do. And let's say, for example, your plan, your Making up some breakfast for him and you And he wants you to add the chore Of going up to wake him in the morning Now that's That's a lot I mean Take responsibility And wake yourself up I mean for Christ's sakes Your smartphone has an alarm If not your smartphone Then Alexa has an alarm or the Google Nest, or the Google Puck, or whatever it's called. Google Puck? Well, Alexa, does Is that doesn't what you look... call it? I mean, is that what well, you call it? Well, I don't know what you call it. What do you call it? I don't know. I... Well, then what are you blessing me over it for? <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm just asking you because it sounded like you had one.
1: Well, no, but they do. I have seen one. Oh, well. And the Google, the Google pucks look exactly like the Alexa pucks. Mine is a dot. Well, yeah. I mean, the dot. I mean, that's what they look like. Yeah. The Google ones look exactly like the Alexa dots. And I don't know what Google calls them offhand, but I call them a puck. But if you don't have that, you have an Apple Home Home Mini, is it? Uh, an Apple Home Home Pod, Home Pod, or whatever. Yeah,
2: I think they've got different sizes in it too, but I'm not sure. Don't don't quote me on that.
1: Now but this one is a doozy. This next one. Asking you to bear their their drunk friends.
2: Uh-uh, not me.
1: They might tell you to, you know, put up with them because they're drunk and they don't want them to drive. Once in a while, that's not a bad thing because you don't want anybody to get hurt and you don't want anybody to drive drunk. But having them stay at home because they're too drunk and they can't take an Uber, that's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, they were responsible enough to start drinking. They should be responsible enough to get themselves home.
2: Well, at the very um, least. I'm not going to be involved with any more men that drink. I'm sorry. I'm just not that lonely anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, And for your partner to ask you to do that is going way above, uh, the call of duty.
2: Now here again,
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Uh, the other thing, this this goes back to my second husband again. Wow, uh-huh. how come I haven't been able to graduate to five? I mean, I, <laughs> I had five of them, but <laughs> uh, yes, you did. Uh, I guess you just taught me to forget about them. <laughs> but you could have taught me. You could have taught me to forget about this one because he was a, he was a doozy.
1: Well, uh, you know, but you married him. <laughs> but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, it was your fault I didn't know you back in 1984 but it's still your fault <laughs> uh, but he um, uh, lost the thought what were we talking about oh yeah um, when we first got together um, he wasn't a Christian at that time mm-hmm. and he um, he wanted uh, his sister and her boyfriend, or whatever he was, wanted to come over and have a party that night. And I told him, I said, Terry, I don't really like doing this kind of thing. I said, I don't party. I don't drink. I said, yeah, I'm pretty much boring. And uh, But I said, I'm not, not going to do that. But I said, however... I'll let you try it this once because he had moved into my house Mm -hmm. and um, I said, uh, but no more. And turns out I was right not to do it because they came in. And uh, at that time I had uh, uh, my girlfriend's boyfriend and she had split up and he was staying with us supposedly till he could find something. Well, he didn't get too big a hurry about finding something. I had to get him in a hurry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, these people, they came in and they stole his radio. And um, then there were things that got broken.
1: And Now, were all of these so, blind?
2: Mm, no, only Terry and I were blind. And um, so, anyway, it turned out, and I told Terry, I said, "This will not happen anymore." I now, said, this if, isn't
1: this isn't the husband who would kiss the other woman while you were in the room, was it?
2: Oh no, this this that was uh, that was Robert. Um okay. My, my uh, let's see. Well, let's see. He was the third man I married, but I married uh, my first and second one both twice, um, and there were reasons for that. And mm-hmm. uh, and um, Robert, I married him. I was married to him longer than I was any of them. Uh, I was married to him for uh, 10 years and we used to have fun together going shopping and doing all sorts of neat things together. Mm -hmm. But then he started lying to me about money and then he would lie to me about, he would always have money to get him a carton of cigarettes, but not to get me any Pepsis. And maybe that sounds kind of petty, but it kind of irritated me Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, uh what was I saying about Terry? I forgot. I was going back to him
1: about oh, the party. Yeah,
2: the drunk. Yeah. And I, I just told him, I said, you know, this, this can't happen anymore. Not if you want to be with me. Now if you uh want to be with me, you're gonna have to uh realize that I don't I don't party and I don't do these kind of things. Yeah. And so that's where I said uh I may come down to your work sometime and party with you that way, uh, you know, because he he uh, he played keyboard and sang in mm-hmm. a country band, and uh, uh, well, they were mostly country. They did a oldies section, oldies rock section, somewhere in their program,
1: but. okay
2: so uh you know so i'd go down there sometimes but then when i when when we got his little boy and i started raising him then i didn't go down there so much
1: yeah yeah well you had other responsibilities
2: yeah people told me you ought to get a babysitter and go down there and spend time with terry on his breaks and stuff i said this child needs taken care of. I said, I don't need to be running off and running to bars and doing that sort of thing. Not when, not when he needs a mother image that he can rely on.
1: Especially when he didn't have a father image he could rely on. Uh, Ain't it the truth. Anyway, moving on to number seven.
2: Oh, you're not enthralled.
1: He, they, ex- <laughs> your partner expects you to hang out with their ex. Now, there are some. Okay, it's natural to be curious about the ex. It's completely natural to be curious about your partner's ex. But here's where I have a problem. Remaining friends with your ex or not. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Pepsi. Well,
2: I think it I think it depends. I'm not talking about like being best uh best friends, best buddies, that sort of thing with your ex. Mm-hmm. But I have growing up I saw so so many times where exes uh, or almost exes were just mortal enemies, mm-hmm. and they would just do things just to get at one another. And right. so, uh, when this is kind of interesting now the one that's married to my husband robert the one that i spent 10 years with she was married to my first husband <laughs> and okay
1: that's not interesting that's a fucking triangle
2: yeah well she married she was married to him and then uh uh but she was married to him about 8 years before uh she kissed my husband after inviting us over for supper and but anyway we were we were pretty friendly with each other because before she started going with my uh, first husband after we divorced the last time, I got curious and I knew she was over there so I called her and talked to her.
1: <laughs> well there you go.
2: And yeah we had a decent conversation. Uh, I wasn't really planning on you know calling her and calling her and calling her, but it made him mad, so he went and had my number blocked from his
1: phone. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, I personally, I feel that being friends with your exes is okay. I don't think I do think that there should be a cutoff in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, if anything, so feelings don't get dredge, dredged up and lest the feelings start up again. But you should definitely not pressure your partner to be friends with them. If you want to be friends with them to the extent that you're friends with them In passing, that's fine. But I think you should talk to your partner about it before doing anything. Because your partner deserves some input into it. Yeah. Especially since you're going to be spending your time with your partner, not with your ex. See, I agree. That's where, I mean, I
2: don't, I don't think you should just be buddy, buddy, buddy with them all the time.
1: Right, exactly. Because you're just asking for best friends with benefits there.
2: Now, I'll tell you what, my husband before Willie, (laughs) Kevin, uh, his last wife couldn't stand him, but she got to where she was like best friends with me. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and,
1: well, it, you know and, it's it's kind of natural because the two of you had so much in common, right?
2: Yeah. Cheating and spouses, blah well, she, blah blah. Well, she got um. Actually, he was her first husband, but she didn't. She when she got sick of of Kevin was when um they went to his parents' house one Sunday, and uh, they got into a big thing, and uh, Kevin didn't take up for her against his father the way she thought that he should have, and so that just caused up a big bunch of resentment.
1: Yeah, and And shit uh, like that can happen. You don't want your partner to resent you after a while. Now, some of, some of these shenanigans, wow, well, I can't believe I used that word, shenanigan. Some of these issues also boil down to number eight, which is watching television together or shows or podcasts or whatever you enjoy. Your partner should not ask you to stay up On his favorite show You two should find shows That you enjoy watching together And keep up that way
2: Well sometimes I might ask my partner If he minds watching a show with me
1: And And that's fine
2: If he's got something else to do Or something he wants to watch Then that's fine But just
1: But Think about this. How would you feel if your partner asked you to religiously watch The Bachelor?
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't like that. I said this once in a while. Yeah.
1: And that's what you want to avoid. Pick a show that the two of you can watch together and enjoy and go from there.
2: It's just like a uh, Willie when uh, he and I were together, he never asked me to watch football cause he knew I hated it and mm-hmm. basketball. But yeah. sometimes what I would do was if a game was on, I'd go in there and sit with him just to, uh, just to have some quality time with him. Just to, Would you
1: be watching it though? Or would you be listening to your own thing?
2: Well, no, I'd be, it it would just depend most time I would just be sitting there uh listening to it with him. And uh of course I'd get up and go when I was done, but, you know, but still,
1: but that wouldn't, I, I, I don't see how that could last though.
2: Well, I mean, I, I could
1: understand if you were sitting there with him and you wanted the quality time. So he would watch, whatever was watching on TV. For example, Annabelle and I do that.
2: I'd listen to a talking book or something.
1: Well, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, Annabelle watches whatever she's watching on TV and I'll sit there with her, but I'll be watching whatever I'm watching on my player. In with headphones. But because so much is described she enjoy- she actually enjoys watching described tv with me so her and i sometimes can watch the same thing at the same time for example i love watching law and order svu and she we both love the blacklist and and shows like that
2: what is the blacklist i've heard of that show but i
1: it's um, it stars it stars James Spader and Megan Boone.
2: Yeah, but what is it?
1: I'll tell you about it after the show. Um, oh shit, what was I saying? Sorry. Um, but one thing you can do if you don't, if your partner doesn't like the description on the TV. You can find the show. There are lots of places you can go to find the show with description. Turn it into an MP3. And the two of you can watch the show together. She's watching it on the TV. You're watching it with a set of headphones. With the described things in your ear. So, the two are watching the two of you are watching the same episode, albeit on different ways.
2: So, where do you get the m p three of it?
1: Well, there's ways you can do that.
2: Well, you'll have to educate me
1: well, well, there's ways you can do stuff like that. I mean, there are lists you can belong to. well, I know
2: that, but trade
1: I stuff like that. And there's, of course, the archive. Um, Although I'm not sure I should be talking about that on. Uh, probably on, not. I, I thought you
2: meant some other kind of way.
1: You disappeared again.
2: I thought you meant some other kind of way. Oh. Oh no. The, but there
1: but is you, an there is an internet archive that yeah. you can belong to. Um which you can request membership on, and they've got everything. Every season of every show and movie that's described. Yes, I described. think you
2: were. I think you were going to tell me about that, and and you didn't send me the information.
1: Yeah, I'll send it to you again. Again. I, uh, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> now. Number nine, we're getting to the end, but number nine on the list is asking you to lose weight. Now, it's one thing if they're asking you to lose weight for your own health and well-being. But if they're asking you to lose weight simply because they don't like that little bit of flab you developed over the holidays... That's a bit much.
2: Tough. You knew I had my flab.
1: (laughs) The fact is, you should be happy with the person you're with as they are. Whether they be overweight or underweight or have small tits, have a flat ass, have a tiny dick, whatever. You should, you should love them the way they are. You should not ask them to change in any way.
2: Because if you are, if you if you're asking them that, then you don't really love them to begin with.
1: Exactly. You,
2: lo- you love what you want them to be.
1: Exactly. You cannot turn your partner into a partner you want. You can only love the partner you're with. And, and you shouldn't be trying to make them into the partner you want them to be.
2: Years ago, in 1978, no, well, yeah, 78, I had a great, big, fat boyfriend. And I just adored him because I loved to, I, I love to climb up on him and lay on him because it was like laying on some air. It was like laying on an air mattress.
1: It was kind of like a yeah. temperpedic pedic love. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and I would, I would lay up there and, 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 and then I would, uh, I would get down on him and, uh, it's, I would try to 60, 69 with him, and that was fun too because I was up in the air, and then mm-hmm. he was doing what he was doing, and I was doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, and to me, it just gave me more to love. I didn't care nothing about that. Although, when he took me home after we broke up, my mama said, If you could have seen him, you'd have never had him. <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> and there's a bit of projection if I ever saw some. <laughs> yeah.
2: But the thing about that, he, he did scare me the first time or two that I had sex with him because I couldn't close my legs back together. Uh, they kept like that. Uh, well, he was so big that when he straddled me and, uh, got my legs apart when uh when we finished I'd get up and try to put my legs back together and then they'd spring apart on me
1: <laughs> you'd be sore
2: I, well, I wouldn't necessarily be sore they just spring apart on me really yeah wow but it got to where my muscles got used to that so Huh
1: interesting Um, if you're, if you're really, if, if you want to bring up your partner's weight in a respectful manner, and this is because you want to improve their health and well-being, take a class with them, do exercises with them. It's a good way for the two of you to bond. And you can introduce some competition into the relationship by making sure you guys can beat each other in amount of weight lost, amount of miles walked, amount of weight lifted, that sort of thing. And number nine brings us to number 10, which is similar to number nine, except Asking your partner to wear their hair in a certain way.
2: Or not cut it.
1: Not cut it or cutting it too short or whatever. The fact is women look great no matter what their hair looks like. All you have to do is think of, oh, what's her name? Halle Berry. That's it. Halle Berry has short hair and Who's that. She's hot. Well, uh, she played Catwoman in a movie once. Uh
2: oh, Batman.
1: Uh he, 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 it was uh, it was actually a spin-off of Batman.
2: Okay. Cuz Batman but, had a Catwoman too, so.
1: Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I mean, Catwoman was in the Batman movies. But she was played by someone else Halle Berry played Catwoman In her own movie mm. um, But uh, Halle Berry looks great With short hair And she's hot But either way Whether your partner Decides to keep their hair long Short Or even bald Remember who you fell in love with
2: my first husband, before he was even my husband, uh, got mad at me because I let his sister cut my hair. And he told me that he would tell me when my hair needed cutting. That was the wrong thing for him to say. I didn't say a thing to him. I just, next time I needed my hair cut, I just got it cut when I knew I would be seeing him again. Yeah, yeah. And he was upset with me. (laughs) I'm sorry? He was upset with me. He started crying and all that stuff. And I said, well, you know, I told you it's my hair. And I, I said, if you hadn't said it to me that way, maybe I wouldn't have. But you did. And so there you have it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the fact is, remember who you fell in love with. You fell in love with the personality. You did not fall in love with their looks. In fact, I can almost guarantee that since most of you are blind or have some type of visual impairment. Remember, this is sex, sexuality, and relationships with a blind perspective. And that's what Pepsi Mama and I offer. So those are the top 10 things your partner should not ask you to do like ever. I'll tell you a few more. Okay, go ahead.
2: Well, maybe not that they would ask you to do it, but what I had happened to me
1: Mm -hmm.
2: was I had this friend that I knew all my life from first grade on up. He asked, asked me to marry him, we started talking about, thinking about getting married back in (coughs) back in 2013. But thank goodness I wasn't really head over heels in love with him or it would have probably bothered me a lot more than it did. But it the day after he started talking marriage to me Uh, he started going with an internet girlfriend. And so I just say, you know, decide who, decide who you want to be with. Do you want to be with a person that you know? Or do you want to be with your internet girlfriend?
0: right right and
2: you know and i don't know if he thought i wouldn't find out or but see she didn't know she didn't and you know i talked to her a lot and and finally one day i found that she was she was uh she and he had an internet relationship and mm-hmm. i gave him a good going over I told wow. him I told him I said you won't ever get a chance to hurt me like that anymore I said just go on out of here and do what you do
1: there you have it folks
2: but they broke up
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um so there you have it be weary if your partner ever asks you to do one of those ten things Now, we are going to start talking about talking to your kids about sex. Yes. And a lot of readings tell you to start talking about sex when they're old enough to understand that. Personally, I found an article that I agree with. And the fact is, you should start talking to to your kids about sex from the age they become toddlers. Now you guys remember what I said earlier, the first 5 years are the most important to a child's life and personality. So what you teach teach them within those first 5 years is what's going to stay with them the rest of their lives. So you should start talking about stuff like this at that point. Now, I am not talking about talking to them about fucking or blowjobs or 69 positions or anything like that. What I'm talking about is sex-positive information, like consent, when to give it, when to ask for it, and euphemisms, when not to use it.
2: Well, I think those early years you should be talking about their body parts, what they're actually called and not... That's right. Not your weenies or your goobers or your, you know... Yeah,
1: and that's what I meant by euphemisms, Pepsi. Oh. (laughs) A lot of us, when we talk to our kids, we ask them...
2: cold coffee.
1: (laughs) Well, well, yeah. We ask them about their doodah. Or hoo ha, yeah. Or we call their body parts are
2: their slim gym or their
1: their slim jims or their little rocket or whatever. Don't. If you want to use the technical terms, vulva, penis, vagina, anus, etc., you can. Personally, I think using slang is better. And by slang, I mean exact wording like pussy, cock, dick, or asshole, or whatever. Tits, you name it. Because if your kid goes to a teacher and tells them... There's something wrong with my hoo-ha The teacher may think Oh, that's cute And not take the kid seriously Whereas if the kid goes up to her and says Teacher, my pussy hurts Or my dick hurts Or my vagina hurts Or my penis hurts
2: But if you say If they say something like My pussy hurts uh, instead of using like vagina or what have you then the uh then they're they're gonna they're gonna Taking get on a to bit them more for, seriously yeah they're well they're gonna get on to them for using those kind of words you shouldn't be saying that
1: you don't think so I mean, you have to remember, these are words they're going to learn in school.
2: I I agree. I would
1: rather they learn those words in a controlled environment with their parents than with their friends.
2: I'm just saying, though, that if if they, I've seen it happen where, you know, a kid come, says something like that in school, and that's not nice. You shouldn't be using that kind of language.
1: Oh, you mean the teacher may yeah get on them for that language? Yeah. I could see where you could, you could say that. I could understand you saying that. I also think you should teach them about the technical terms for things.
2: Well, things may be a little bit different, too, than they were by the time I was, back when I was growing up. Actually, I am 64, so...
1: Yeah.
2: So yeah, I figured I figured if I didn't say it, you would too. You, you, hadn't, got a, you hadn't got around a, to it tonight.
1: Yeah, but it's a good you know what? It's a good education when yeah. to use the real words and when to use technical words. I mean that's a great education to teach a kid. Plus, you know, it's something that your kids learn that they can communicate openly with their partners, whoever their partners are going to be. You don't want to shame your kids into feeling this way about their body parts.
2: Well, when did you and uh, Annabelle start teaching? um, I uh, mean, the. the Sorry? When did you and Annabelle start teaching Aaliyah?
1: Well, that's interesting.
2: About her body parts and stuff.
1: We've always taught her about her body parts, but we made a mistake in that regard. Because Annabelle would call them her peck-peck. Her what? (laughs) Her her peck-peck or her, uh, my titi, or my Dede, these are Filipino body parts. So unless the person she was speaking to was Filipino or of Filipino descent, then that person would have no idea what she was talking about. Which is exactly what happened in daycare Because in daycare One of the kids asked her to take her pants off And it was just lucky That The teacher came along and saw what was going on And so she was able to put a stop to it. Mm. But when she did get home, she told us that the guy wanted to look at her peck Like I said, she was te- trying to teach her daughter how to speak Filipino.
2: Yeah, I got you.
1: And while that part is commendable, I think teaching her Filipino in other ways would have been preferential. Yeah. You know? Having said that, I thought she was doing a good thing by, tell- by teaching her that. So I honestly didn't think anything about it. About anything like that. Just remember, you don't want your to use coded language with your kids because <clears throat> you you want them to be able to confront sex abuse in its forms, various forms. And if they can report it with exact language, that is much more preferential. Yeah. And like I said, you can teach them both types of words. But in addition to teaching them the both type of words, teach them when to use those words and when not to. But you want to avoid misinterpretation whenever you can.
2: I'll tell you what happened to me when I was a kid.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I was ten and mm-hmm. I one of my my roommate, one of my roommates was she was seven. And I would hear stuff from older kids and then I would go back and tell her. Uh like I heard the word fuck and then she and I just, she and I just started using it,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, saying it out loud. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so she went home one weekend and she was using some of those words and her, her parents wanted to know where she got it from. And, naturally the little girl said that she got it from me and her parents said well that's what we thought so uh they talked to the
1: so you were the scapegoat
2: yeah they talked to the house mothers and got me moved out of the room with her and that stayed with me for a long time yeah Uh,
1: um Another thing you want to talk to your kid about is self-autonomy. In other words, knowing who can touch them and who can't. Now, I am referring to stranger danger, in case you're not familiar with what I'm talking about but you have to set that example also i mean if you two are playing a game and she wants you to stop tickling her or him that's one thing but when they you tickle them and they tell you to stop you should observe that yep and stop right away you should tell them that they are in control of their own body and they have control over who touches them this does include hugs and kisses from aunts, uncles, grandma, grandpa, whatever. If they don't want their a hug from their grandma, they can ask if they can give them a high five instead. Because you're still telling the kid... That you love them, even though they don't want to be hugged right at that moment.
2: You mean telling the grandparents?
1: Well, no, I'm going to get to okay. that in a second. Oh, well, because you said, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, at at that point, actually, I should just come into talking about that. You should also have a talk with your family members. Talk to them about what you're trying to teach your kid and offer examples of what they can say if they don't want a hug or a kiss. Like I said... They can offer to give her a, a high five. But remember, consent goes both ways. You can talk to your kid about consent. That's grand, what you're teaching them.
2: My grandparents would have thought I was a little snob if I didn't, if I hadn't wanted to hug them. Right. Right. But which that didn't matter, because usually I did. I'm, I'm a very huggy person.
1: And with us, we were, we were asked to ask for a blessing from our aunts and uncles and grandparents. Because that was the proper thing to do when you were Portuguese. And Filipinos have the same thing. Only it's not called, I don't think it's called a blessing per se. But it's kind of a salute. But in Portugal, it's called a blessing.
2: I like that.
1: And um, again, if your kids don't want to do that, you should respect that. And you should talk to your brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, grandparents, parents. Talk to them about what you're trying to teach your kid.
2: What I hate to see is kids who are bashful and the grown-ups try to drag them up to grandma or your new friend or whoever, and come on, give them a hug now. And, they just, and then the child is petrified because they're just not, they need that chance to get used to them being there for a few minutes. And, but, but they'll keep, you know, trying to do that, drag them up there to them. It just, that irritates me. Oh, okay. You ever seen that happen? I bet yeah. you have.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So remember, guys, it's 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 all about what your kid can expect of her own body. Permissions and consents.
2: Oh, and when that happened to me, uh, where uh, they made me move out of the, out of the room with that little girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to school one day and my fourth grade teacher, she was pissed at me because I wasn't doing my math like she wanted it done.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And she said, yeah, and I heard what you've been telling them little girls. And I didn't argue with her one way or the other because I knew what she was talking about,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: she wasn't going to believe me if I said I didn't tell tell them anything because i i just i just told that one little girl what i had been hearing from older kids you know
1: so this was the tennessee school for the blind yeah 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 um now there are exceptions such as safety for example if you have to restrain a kid To keep them from hurting themselves or others.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: But hopefully, those will be few and far between, if at all. yeah i I mean one thing you want to make sure is that your family doesn't get offended when your kid doesn't want to kiss them or hug them
2: (laughs) my uh other aunt i call her my sister too but um when her little boy was little uh when he was about 3 or 4 he had to have extensive spinal surgery and back surgery now you wouldn't know anything was ever wrong with him but you know back then it was really serious uh he had spina bifida and he had a whole lot of other things going on but anyway uh i used to get tickled i used to get tickled at him cuz i'd say stephen you going to give me a kiss he'd say have you got any gum? <laughs> and, and then I'd, I'd say, yeah, cause I, you know, I knew to try to keep some. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I said, yeah. And what he'd try to do, he'd try to come up and snatch the gum and then run off.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I said, you little boy, you come here and give me a hug before I beat you to death. <laughs> and of course, yeah. and of course he just, that he liked that all the more because he'd say well I'll just beat your brains
1: out (laughs) Mm -hmm. and remember this consent stuff is a two way street Yeah, because you should be teaching your kid to ask someone if they can hug them or kiss them or hold their hands you should not be teaching them to simply do it and to hell with the consequences.
2: Well, you tell Elias she can hug me anytime she wants.
1: Well, there you go. There's that. But you want to teach your kid early that you know, when they tell you, when they tell you to stop doing something, you respect that stop. Yeah. And you stop it immediately. Likewise, your kid should be taught to respect other people's boundaries too. And when they're told to stop, they should stop. And asking permission is a good thing. Asking permission for a hug, asking permission for a kiss or a handhold or a touch, whatever the case is. Now, there is one more thing you should be teaching your kid, and that is about reporting. Teach them about the different touching. The touching a doctor's going to do. The touching a teacher might do. The touching a brother or sister might do. But touching from a stranger is not supposed to happen. That's why they call it stranger danger.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree. But, uh, you know, uh, you hear so much in, on the news these days with teachers getting caught doing stuff with kids. So, you know, you
1: and again,
2: teacher touching you, you,
1: And again, that's where teaching them to report it comes in handy. That they should report it to an adult they trust. And especially if they get touched by their peers that they don't feel comfortable with. They should report it immediately to someone they trust. An older person they trust whether it be mom, dad, brother, sister, teacher, counselor, principal, priest. Regardless, you don't want them to be embarrassed about reporting. You want to teach them that reporting is not a bad thing and that the touching isn't their fault. They didn't ask for it. They didn't consent to it. And those are the things you should be teaching your kit. Remember, zero to five years is what's going to stay in their head for the rest of their lives.
2: My cat's nearly two, so I guess I should get on the ball.
1: Yes, you should, God damn it. <laughs> you teach that pussy a lesson.
2: There you go. Except there you go. Except he's got. uh, He he's he's got a cock, just
1: like you. We don't have any compliments or comments, rather. Hopefully, we get some compliments at least. (laughs) But yeah, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in this week to snap as always we are always here to answer your question teach you something or other about sex sexuality and relationships from a blind perspective or well to teach you something (laughs) and remember we are not doctors so don't take what we say as professional opinions, take them solely as opinions and perspectives of the, of our blind selves. (laughs) So
2: of our horny selves,
1: (laughs) our horny selves. Yes, there is that. Yeah. But we've come to an end of a program. Thank you, Pepsi mama for, blessing me with your well with your oh hell with my wife i just drew a blank <laughs> <laughs> with your tits there you go okay <laughs> uh, well well that's the easiest thing to remember shit <laughs> with your presence that's what you, that's uh, what I uh, okay well, with my tits <laughs> you, you might
2: you might get annabelle buying herself a plane ticket and come down here and beat my hind end
1: thanks guys for uh for tuning in and uh we'll see you next week folks bye-bye everybody
2: bye y'all